Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the X Factor Files podcast. It's Philip. And it's Daryl. And uh, dear listener, if you hear some weird sounds in the background. It's, it's just a bun bun. It's just a mild bun instruction. There, we're back at my place and Nick and Nora are cohabitating. Very nicely. It was rocky for a few days until they remembered that um, how nice it is to snuggle next to each other. So that's been really nice to see. Yeah. But it's also the place where they have their castle, which is a big cardboard folded construction with two towers on the side that can be filled with hay. And dear listener, they have very strong feelings about that castle. And where it is placed. It's at the wrong angle. This tower needs to be destroyed. Yeah. (laughs) They have both laid siege to it, and they have both destroyed various towers at various times. It's been a lot of fun. Yes. And you're smart to put a sheet underneath it, so when all the hay bits fall, you can just bundle the sheet and shake it out for the wild bun outside. Yes. The wild bun has been enjoying the fact that I am I'm not flipping the litter boxes when I change it. You're just sort of tossing it so the hay stays on top. Yes, toss it up so all the pea stays on the bottom and all the hay that the wild bun can want is on top. And I'm a bit under the weather. Yeah. Oh well suddenly after work yesterday. Yeah. Because I had to work on a Saturday. Boo. Boo hiss. Asta's upstairs. Um, she just found her own little alley. Yeah, so when I set up her house, there's a little bit of a space in the corner there by the couch and the hutch. Last time there was not. The, the house was much more flush against those. But now she can, uh, there's a few inches, she can squeeze her way through. Um, and we call it Asta's alleyway. She has very strong feelings about it. Yeah, she, there's a little bit of a towel to dig there. And... Then she, yeah, then she was biting it, so I uh, put my hand down there and was smoothing it out, and we, I thought we were playing back and forth like Nick will. No. Uh, yeah, because Nick will push his blanket, and then you smooth it, and he'll push it again, or he'll dig it under. Yeah. And, like, it seems like it's more fun with him, but Asta was just she, no dad. She was grunting at me <laughs> to voice her displeasure and then boxed my hand away. Yes. Like, don't do this. This is my place. Yeah. So now we know. She's very much a moody teenager today. She sort of is. Yeah, she's not going to like the ride back. I mean, she's still very food motivated, so we can get her into her house. Yeah. To and then into the carrier. But yeah. yeah. But she's has been very good. She's nibbled on a few books and papers on the floor, but hasn't left any deposits where she shouldn't have. Yeah. She's very well trained. Meanwhile, Nick and Nora are like, I could move to the litter box, but I'm just going to leave a pile of poops right here. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And like I said, the Dustbuster was the best Valentine's present I could have given you a yes. couple years ago. And it's proven very helpful. Um, with you being under the weather, well, you had to work. So I went to a local like comic vendor show in an indoor mall like 10 minutes away. And not even like top 10 malls. It's like a little strip mall thing. Yeah, it's like a basically a hole in the wall. Like it is anchored by a hardware store and a breakfast place. Yes, and then a super, super Christian store that makes me uncomfortable. And oddly, there's like one of those indoor driving ranges. So 
all the vendors, since it's an indoor mall, were set up like in the hallway on yeah. either side. And then like people with golf club bags were like trying to get through. Oh no. And I mean, I don't know why any of us were really out there in the middle of a snowstorm because we got more fucking snow. We are, I think, in the top 10 now for snowiest winters on record. The National Weather Service has confirmed we are currently at number eight for snowiest winter on record in Minnesota. Yeah. And I am so tired of it. Like, I have to go back home and clear the driveway again. And so in Minnesota, we measure distance in time. So Daryl lives an hour away, give or take. Yeah. And this morning, it wasn't bad. It was just a inch and a half maybe of wet snow Mm -hmm. so it didn't take much to move and now that the sun is hitting the sidewalk it's wet and will dry out and the driveway is still a hot mess because it faces north Mm. but it's many inches at at your place yeah like my mom texts and is like well put your boots in the front seat and borrow a shovel from philip so you can dig your way literally into the driveway just so I can like park at the end get Asta inside and then I have to clear because I have a super long driveway he does like I have to clear all the way down luckily I have the electric shovel to help but with this many inches it's going to take a while and I'm still tender about my shoulder it is a heavy snow it's a heavy snow so at least the electric shovel it's basically a snow blower but narrow but but small yeah small and narrow because my snowblower still won't start it started that once this winter that was nice yeah i started it and cleared before one of our snowstorms and then i went to start it like a day later and it wouldn't start again oh that's right that's where like we did we started shoveling and when you push it a little bit over then you push it a little bit more and push a little bit more by the time it was around my car, it was up around the hatch. Like, yeah, it was significant. Yeah. Even so, though it was light. I'm going to go half around it. Like, and I've had to, the cord is really touchy. Like, it will fall out if you step on the cord. Oh. So it stops the electric shovel. Um, if you're doing it a long time, your hand gets tired of gripping, like your forearm from gripping for like half an hour at a time to keep the trigger depressed. So what I've done is I tied something around the trigger so it's always going. And when I need to stop, I just unplug it. Otherwise, you could do the thing where you like tie a knot where it covers the the plug so there's no pressure on the plug. Um, That might be helpful. Yeah, true. It's it's a thing. So after we record, I get to drive an hour home with Asta and then um clear a bunch of snow get sweaty i have to change her house and her litter boxes and then after that probably shower because i'm going to be disgusting and drag in rivendell oh yeah because you got me lego rivendell and it's for my birthday very large it's larger than i anticipated it's like a 20 pound box yes and the neighbor across the street like so it was delivered to their place and not here I was very confused as to where it could have been. So I was like, we were sitting in your living room as you were investigating after supper on Friday. Like, what is this proof of delivery? Because it is clearly not here. Yeah. And then at that time, you got a strange phone call. Uh, and we don't 
culture has changed. We don't answer the phone for numbers. No, but thankfully she left a message. Yeah, and she's like, I'm at this house number that's one digit away from yours. Yeah. I brought it in. I saw it was not for me. It has your phone number on it. And she just like pushed it back outside her door and I ran across the street and got it. Yeah, super nice because that set was not cheap. And also happy birthday to the Bun Buns. Oh yeah. His birthday is in this time frame. Yeah. We don't know exactly because they're adopted. So we just give them birthdays. So Astos was a week and a half ago. Ish. <laughs> yeah. And Nick they, and Nora's are coming up in a week. Yeah. One of the vets sent an email of like, happy birthday to Nick. Oh yeah. I have to correct records because it shows Nora is like a year older than she is Oh, for some reason. So I'll just email them a correction yeah. because our vet now is super nice. Yes. Um, but Rivendell also came with their favorite kind of cardboard. Yes. It's like the, it's where the corrugation is like an inch tall. Yep. And they love it. It is their favorite. Yes. So that was their present in the box. Yes. Winners all. Yes. Um, I'm planning out where we're going in terms of the podcast because we don't have that many issues left. I know, especially at this pace where we hit up three. Yeah. Which has been working out pretty well for the story arcs. It is. So, um, yeah, we're going to come up on a season break pretty soon. And I have a plan for a season break and uh, different things that we'll be covering. And the next season, who the hell knows what we're covering? but like will it be x related will it be it's going to be marvel related somehow um and i think i have a tentative plan that i proposed to you over brunch today but but dear listener rest assured that there will still be bun bun updates yes and it'll still be fun and irreverent and us talking about it yes. whatever it may be it'll be comics so stay tuned yes uh we have a a little while to figure it out yeah. I have to start a spreadsheet and plan out things. Right. To see where we get to. Because how many issues are in the series? Uh, 114, according to Marvel Unlimited. And I mean, had the numbering system not changed, we would be sitting at 54, is what we're start with, starting with today. Mm. So we're almost halfway through. But at this pace, It'll take us less time than it took to get here. I know. We kind of adopted the Avenging Hour <laughs> pattern, which, like you said, it works. Like, each individual issue, covering that per episode, that sometimes it's a lot, and there's enough, and sometimes it's like, well, there, there's the story, and... Okay. Okay. Um, and there's a crossover event happening with today's issues with... The thingy I just read, Second Coming Revelations. There are 260. This goes up to 262. So we're covering 204, 205, 206. Yes. So um, we will swiftly get to the end of the series. Oh, oh, dear listener, Nick just popped up to investigate the top of a tower. Oh. Sometimes they're like, I don't want to go inside and eat it from inside the castle i'd rather just yank it out of the tower from the outside mm, like he's true. a little king kong yes but a bun bun okay so we're opening and by the way we did not read any of the other issues for the crossover so no um hope not. it makes sense 
we do get a previously with members of their race slowly dying out and no new mutants being born, mutant kind was on the brink of extinction. In need of a miracle, the X-Men were elated when one came in the form of Hope, a newborn mutant who held the promise of repopulation. Under attack by those who would see mutant kind extinguished, the X-Men sent the infant into the future with one of their own, comma, cable, comma, to be raised under his protection and one day return to the present. Now Cable and Hope have returned to the present. Oh. But the X-Men were not the only ones awaiting their return. Bastion, a super sentinel from the future hell-bent on exterminating all mutants, has used an alien virus to revive many of the X-Men's enemies, including the creator of sentinel technology, Bolivar Trask. The virus allows Bastion to control those he reanimates, but the minds of the undead remain intact, leading them in some cases to fight back against his control. But Bastion's hold is too strong, and the members of his cabal, 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 his his cable, but not not <laughs> the character cable, are seemingly unable to free themselves from his influence. Now Bastion is undead cabal are in pursuit of cable and hope in an effort to seal mutant kind's fate once and for all. I did not know that Bastion was a super sentinel. I thought he was all of our trask. Oh. Bastion was his but like mutated or like his mutant name his mutant name oh. yeah he is a bad guy in X-Men Legends too mm. meanwhile Monet has gone deep into South America to retrieve her kidnapped father only to herself be taken prisoner by her father's captor Baron Mordo who has his own plans for Monet but Guido aka strong guy has tracked her to Mordo's lair and is now calling Mordo out which could prove to be a disastrous mistake I'm glad that even though this is a crossover, we still get Monet's story. Yeah. We open a big splash page of, um, it looks like Richter being shot and a voice saying we have gained entrance to X-Factor headquarters. Target Richter is readily dispatched. Oh, there's a big R. Yeah. Um, Shatterstar is quite upset and jumps down on this phalanx of troops moving their way in. He slices people in half. Oh, yeah, that's a yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, those are, those gentlemen are disemboweled. Yes. They're shooting at Shatterstar. It's not going to work because he's Shatterstar. Um, How is he able to dodge these shots and at point blank range? And they're like, who's that? Oh, it's dot, dot, dot. Well, we see like one of the bodies with blood coming out of it. Yeah. Um. I, it's a half body. It is. And it is um, a group of Madroxes with semi-automatic guns going after these people. So he duplicated himself while holding one gun. And very older looking, very crabby. Yes. Oh, wow. Um, we have a double page spread where it, there's a lot going on here. What? Um, yeah. So apparently there's a lot that has happened in the intervening issues and other titles what? like why like i see spider woman i see someone flying and i don't know who it is <laughs> is it wasp with a really bad uniform i don't know so there the dialogue box is like we don't know how he does it which means we have to acknowledge the possibility he will indeed be able to fire our weapons should he get his mutant hands on it fine bring in the heavy loaders there's a tank and then sirens fly in. Um, members who have increased potency outside, such as Siren. 
And they, they do make the correction. She's calling herself Banshee now. And some dude is like, look, I give a crap. So the yellow text box dude is rude. Yeah. Um, and either way, we can still take her. But the other box is saying, but once we're out there, we've got a throwdown in the dense section of Manhattan. Now we've got civilian casualties, plus other guardians of the population come crawling or bounding or flying out of the woodwork. And, and wherever a- they go, news cameras follow. So our covert operation everywhere, <laughs> or can be followed everywhere from CNN to Colbert's show. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, I miss this show. Um, and there's an investigation. Suddenly, UN is second guessing the MRD. Yeah, like Ms. Marvel's there, Daredevil, Spider Man, some other dude with wings. It is a true buffet of the Marvel Universe. Vision, the Fantastic Four, and in that really weird Fantastic Car thing. Oh, yeah, the tub. Yeah, so it's all four of them Spider Woman. Um, what's her face? Cassie. Lang? Lang. Hawkeye? Yeah. Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America. So, and then we, it turns out that this was just a simulation. Mm. And they're talking about, like, oh, well, the mutants have to die. Yeah. That's the point of this page. Ugh. It's the two people who were talking in the voiceover. Yes. Now in real life. Dear listener, thanks for bearing with us. Um, I'm not really concerned about that because we turn the page and there's Bastion. Yeah, he the bad guys here all seem to have like a purple sheen. Like we saw, mm. we saw it with Cortex and yeah. now we see it with Bastion. Bastion and, is very, he's having a hot pink moment. Yes. So one of the people is Trask and we have Bastion here controlling him. Um... And maybe Trask is having a moment of independence because he's trying to say abrogate mm-hmm. and can't do it. And he sounds it out. Yes. <laughs> Abrogated. So there's at least some degree of like rebellion against Bastion's control. Mm. And we get ground level soldiers being like, so we're taking out X Factor Y? What is that crime? Yeah. Associating with known terrorists, i.e. the X-Men. And yeah. It's this person is like, I don't really have an issue, but like, I sort of have an issue. Maybe that's going to be civilian casualties. Um, but we're using this against them. Huh. And a checkbook. They're going to try to bribe their way out. So, Um, to actual mm -hmm. X Factor. Yes. So we're in their headquarters talking to the absorbing man. Yes. And And at least they know that it's the absorbing man. Yes. His wife, Titania, is cheating on him. Oh, Jamila Jamil in She Hulk. Yes. That was fun. It was. I still don't see how people could dislike that series, but. Right. Yeah, the but whole there series are as a whole, but also Titania. Yes. Stealing the She-Hulk name. Um, so yes. So they are a little skeptical about taking this case. 
um, Darwin rightly points out that he's a supervillain. And yeah, a and cuckolded husband under any circumstance is problematic. One who can do this, and he turns into steel because he touched a knife, and this. My point exactly, who would be stupid enough? And that's what he wants to find out, and he tosses a wad of money at Madrox. It was um, like, is this enough to cover the fee? I think more than long shot. Take the gentleman's money. Hmm. So. so then they're setting up the details like, okay, give us an address. We need to do a stakeout. And it's fun. The Is this the checkbook way, even though it's a lot of cash? <laughs> and long shot being long shot is like me, but Richter usually handles. And Maddox is like, you handle it. And Lancha's like, okay, sure, I'm on it, and walks out of the room. Yeah, and we know that he's probably going to, like, do his skimming thing. Yes, and it seems very, I don't know if other people know about it, because mm. it, it wasn't terribly natural that Madrox was like, you handle it. Yeah. But it seemed to work out. So, Bastion and... Trask are having a moment. Back and forth, communicating. And uh, Trask is like, X-Factor is not even joining the X-Men in Utopia. Like, why? We should not care about yeah. that. And Batten is very much uh, irrelevant. Extermination is mandatory. Yeah. And here we got the... I don't know. I do sort of, I still enjoy those multiple conversations where the person stuck in the middle has to respond to one in a mm. way that doesn't cue off the other person. Yeah. So the military person coming back in says that they have found St. Croix and Casarella in South America. Carousella. Carousella. So uh, um, Trask is like, okay, well, fucking murder them. And he's like, but they're there, like on a State Department mission and trask is like fuck the state department yeah i told you what to do there's two less mutants that's what we want yeah so then we cut to south america yeah and it's strong guy storming this old pyramid yep like you do and there's a lot of green fire happening yeah baron mordo is fully charged up and He's like, oh, imagine how much I was trembling at the prospect of battling a malformed strong man. Like, strong guy. Grand Ward was like, whatever. Which I feel is a classic Peter David. Yeah. He uh, puts, like, the, a big bind on strong guy. It's like those really thick rubber bands yeah. that don't really stretch very hard, far, but they're very sturdy. Yes. And... Uh, then he's like explain Mordo monologues. He, wow, like he he missed the session of like how not to monologue. I in, know at villain school, he is going off about how Baron he's... Carl Amadeus Mordo. Like once they go through their full name, it's over. Like you know, you're you have to do five minutes of monologuing. I am using energies drained from your associate, Miss St. Croix, to overcome the pathetic weakness that has been inflicted upon me. I just thought you'd want to know, before you died, that Monet made it possible. If the two of you should ever meet in hell, do thank her for me. Like, ugh. Um, these troops that were sent to take out Strong Guy. Shoot Mordo, which yeah. I'm not really that sad about. No. 
And Moira's like, you, you <laughs> dare. And the troops are like, is this one a mutant too? Like, is, is it even a mutant? The yeah. big one definitely is. So let's just focus on the big one. Yep. And they shoot him. They tase him. The shooting predictably does not work on Star Yeah, guy. the tasing seems to do. More effective. We got a big onomatopoeia. Yeah. But then Mordo gets pissed off and like incinerates these people yeah, with green fire. So much green fire. Uh, we're back to the mystery of um, Titania cheating on uh, Crusher Creel. Yes. <clears throat> oh, I'm glad you knew who's saying. Yes. I just. Absorbing Man, Crusher Creel. Yeah. I only knew the Absorbing Man part. Yeah. So they're um, trailing this Jeep that's allegedly Titania's driving. Yes. And Richter, Longshot, and Madrox are in the van following it. Yes. The DR tech is working like a charm. Maybe a dupe should have come on this instead. And people on the radio is like, nope, had to be you. Have some confidence. So she drives to this cabin. They park a little ways away and they're like, okay, we kill the engine, no headlights. I'm going to get my telescopic lens out. Even though it looks like it's middle of the afternoon. And he finds Titania and she's just waving to them from a window. Yes. And then, then the whole van gets shot up and everyone in it. Like, brutally. There's a whole bunch of little red dots that show up on Madrox's head. Yeah. Yeah. But also blood splatters. And that's the end of the issue. Like, the army got him. Yeah, like, Longshot is being shot in the head as well. Yep. Richter. His luck powers did not help. Blood everywhere. Yep. Lots of butter, 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 butter. They are humbling this van. And uh, that's it. We do get a handy checklist to end oh. the issue um, where we are apparently like in the first quarter of this crossover. Uh. Which I, I okay. But they're also like they're out of order. There are so many issues. Like there's chapter one, two, three, four. Chapter five is X Force, which is not checked, even though one through four oh, are. Yeah. And then X Factor is checked. This this seems like an unnecessary crossover. If you're making a checklist, though, shouldn't you go make your checklist be sequential? Like, you why should. would it go check, 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 not checked, and then checked again? I don't know. And it's a lot. I am so glad that I was not reading comics at this time because I would have felt compelled to read it all. Yep. And no, like even the crossovers now, I'm like, "Ah, is this necessary? Dark Web. Right. We'll catch Dark Web when it appears in Unlimited. In Marvel Unlimited, yeah. Yeah. Because our our general review of judgment day was like if axe judgment day it could have been one supersized issue like nothing actually mattered except that there was still all the of all the things that got undone the uranus killing people on Araco apparently did not come undone right did it no it didn't which is dumb it's yeah like of course we're going to like 
make this terrible tragedy for the mutants. And that's why I'm so skeptical and have been since Civil War II of crossover events. Like, pick and choose it. Like, if it seems like a fun storyline, sure. Axe, I thought, was going to be more relevant to the world of mutants, and it wasn't, so... No. And the other issues you picked up didn't seem that relevant either. Nope. Tie-in issues did nothing to advance the story. No. Ugh. Okay. But it seems like Peter David is doing a good job telling his own stories within the framework of this. Well, at least we've got that. All right. So we don't need the previously on because we were just there previously. And now we get X-Factor in like the green screen. Yeah. So it's night vision. And it's Nash. Yeah. They have X-Factor headquarters covered. No movement from inside. And the squad has to keep a close eye on it. And then this dude appears in screen. Yeah. And he's like, wearing sunglasses at night, son. (laughs) He's like, yo, man. Like, he seems like a burnout. Yes. Some sort of hippy dippy. Yep. And he's like, are you mutant? And he's like, damn, son, do I look like one of them mutant freaks? And he passes the mutant scan. Yep. And he's like, oh, oh, there's some mutants. Let me at them. Let me at them. Bleh. Yeah. And the <laughs> dude is like, sir, please move along. He just, just leave. And he gives him like a little salute. And he's like, okay, bye. Thanks for keeping humanity safe. Yep. Colonel, the distraction is gone. We cut to upstate New York and this van jeep thing. Full of bloody corpses. Yep. They have a 20 on Teresa Cassidy in the as they are talking in the background as they approach the jeep. Yep. And the officer in charge, who was the one previously asking the colonel, like, why are we going after X-Factor? Right. This doesn't matter. Yep. And she's like, you're going to love this. But then we cut to the Dublin airport. And we have Banshee. Banshee is um, looking to probably take a return flight. She's at a ticket encounter. Right. She's trying to get back to the States. Yep. She's had her time at Cassidy Keep. Yep. And yeah, there's a problem with her boarding pass. And the person is like, Miss, please, please don't raise your voice. <laughs> yep. And they're escorting her away. And she's like, yeah, oh, you're saying a- you're saying that I can't fly. <laughs> And she ease and like shatters all of the windows, exposing snipers while she's carrying these dudes up in the air. And they're shooting tranquilizers at her. And they get her. Which is unfortunate. Like he, she keeps getting tranquilized over and over. She doesn't have her little Kevlar choker necklace. No. Although, granted, they don't hit her in the throat. They just hit her in the clavicle. Yep. Um, So she falls down to the ground. The troops surround her. And then we get the double blades. Is it like in Svengulli where the dude gets thrown off the ship and, like, it falls from a height that would do significant damage and he just gets up? Yeah. Um, Shatterstar stabs with a snacked through one of the dudes. He goes, cook as he dies yeah and he is he's there with layla layla looking moody in like a dr doom-esque she's got a full cape going yeah. on yeah 
like because at the end of the fantastic thing Shatterstar and Layla were back at Laveria at Castle Doom. They're stuck there. Yeah, because she whispered something to Shatterstar, so yeah. he lost his concentration on the teleport. Yes, so they're working their way back by way of the Dublin airport. Yes. Upstate New York, um, the corpses are vanishing. Yeah, this dude reaches through Richter's face. And it's like, what the hell? Some kind of hologram. And the since a hologram can't physically drive something, we see that the Madrox who was driving was Darwin. Yes, there's a there's a purple sheen as the hologram peels away. Yep. And Darwin is looking cranky. Like, yeah. guess what? My body's evolved to absorb your bullets. Basically, I'm eating lead now. So you know, thanks for that. <laughs> what do you think of the danger room tech we installed in the car? Makes realistic reactive hollows. Pretty cool, huh? Which, like, good for them. Yeah, so smart. They read the beginning of this crossover and knew that they needed some defensive measures. Yes. They're like, it's Darwin. And he's like, you bet your ass it's Darwin. (laughs) And he's like, oh, so you trying to exterminate a bunch of people is not about race? As he's, like, holding the Nash, like, one of the soldiers, Mm -hmm. he's like, we're doing this with a checkbook. Um, his shoe is on her, her throat. We're like, don't make me kill her. And they like, yeah. you won't. And then this gigantic vehicle comes through with like a comically large blade. Yes. It's obscene. Yes. And it seems to um, cut Darwin in half. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, like, like he sort of just evolved to handle overwhelming force, question mark. Oh, crap. So he disappears and they're like sweeping the area by just shooting at everything. There's a lot of butta butta butta. Yeah, so like maybe he got cut in half. Somehow he got away, maybe. They don't know and neither do we. Yeah. Um, But we do, we go back to the burnout and suddenly Darwin is there. Yep. And it's not... And he's like, Darwin, what the hell? And he's like, my body decided the best way for me to survive was to transport me immediately. Was to teleport. Oh, yes. Well, same thing. Teleport, transport. And he's like, here I am. And the burnout is Richter. In disguise. This is not a new move on their part. No, and he's not going to show up on a mutant scanner because he doesn't have his powers. Right. So. So. Yes. And the, he, Richter's like, how the hollows work out? And Darwin's like, ah, it, it, fine. Like, it was a little bit hairy, yeah. but fine. So they're going to a safe house because they know that their headquarters are not safe right now. So they have a safe house nearby. Yes. And now we get to actual Madrox, who has nothing. He's at the safe house and it looks to be on the water somewhere. Maybe like Erie. Warehouse or something. Yeah. Like Erie, Pennsylvania? Lake Erie? Oh. New York? Like by Buffalo? Yeah. No. It could be. Okay. Or Erie, it's upstate. It could be upstate. Yeah. They're somewhere by some water and you can't see the shore. Oh, across. they're in Jersey. Oh. There we go. So long shot is coming up as Madrox is monologuing. Um sort of explaining that Longshot getting 
Creole's cash, gave him a read. He saw that the whole thing was a setup, so they played along. But now what? And Longshot's coming up with like, Madrox, what's like presumably being like, what's the plan? Yeah. So Madrox is filling in. Aaron called in. His power shunted him away from the site. MRD's plan is to execute us, Longshot, pure and simple. That's what it's come to. Um, and uh, here uh, and in Scott's Utopia, they smell blood, Longshot. Mutant kind is at its lowest ebb. And they want to finish us off. And it's a discussion of like, who is they? And Madrox is like, everyone They're is all they. they. Down in South America, um, Strong Guy runs for Mordo and rescues him. Yeah. It's weird. And Mordo like throws out some magic, which is like... Uh, a gateway into yeah. a stone wall. Yes. So they escape the... MRD down there. Yes. It's and the text boxes are all Madrox and Longshot talking about it. Like, oh, we never should have let Guido and Monet go after Monet's dad. Mm. Um and it's not because if you had a choice, Madrox, they took off on their own. And Madrox was like, that's not the point, Longshot. The point is we're stronger together than separate. And Longshot's like, isn't that basically what Cyclops said back in Utopia that you thought he was being foolish? <laughs> and it's like, how do you know what I said to Cyclops? <laughs> and Longshot's like, you told us. Yeah. I was off having sex with Allison repeatedly. <laughs> oh, Dazzler. Their relationship sounds messy. Me- very messy, yeah. As exhausting as being around some of the drag queens from Drag Race yeah. seems to be. So in South America, after their conversation fades out, we actually get dialogue as Strong Guy and Mordo emerge within this temple. Mordo's lackeys are like, you hurt the master. And then Strong Guy sees Monet just like on the ground, tears streaming from her eyes, immobile. That's a powerful image. Her dad tied up in the background, like totally lost all ability to do stuff. Mm -hmm. And Guido's like, what do you do to her? And throws Mordo up against a wall. And um, the ambassador pipes up and he's like, the gag is gone. And uh, that's because Mordo dissolved it so that he can probably defend Mordo and like explain the situation. If there is much of a defense for Mordo. Yeah, and he's like, that creature's dying of cancer. Monet... Her life essence yeah. has a unique quality to that makes her attractive to certain parasites. He was using it to put his cancer into remission. And Mordo's like, I was given a new lease on life thanks to some temporal shenanigans that need not concern you. Yeah. But as I returned, so did my cancer. I'm not about to let my body's weakness do me a second time. And uh, Guido's not having it. He's like, no. you decide to feed off Monet, you son of a... And... Yeah. The, and Mordo was like, well, you I, seem to have soldiers coming after you. So you can work with me? So we can escape this? Because I just want to live. You just want to live. Yeah. And this world is trying to kill us all. Yeah. And Strong Guy's sort of silent on it, on that question. Yeah. Back in Dublin, Layla is surrounded. And soldiers are about to fire. And she's like, you really don't want to do that. And she uses some doom tech. She, that, has, um, she has like a doom glove that has 
a shield. Yes. It projects a force field around her. It stops these bullets. Buddha, 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 Buddha is getting a lot of airtime. It really is. In these issues. And, it, and now it turns into spulch, spulch, spulch. Because they ricochet directly yes. at these dudes. Shatterstar <laughs> is but, just... Oh, oh wait, she's yeah. like, by the way, I'm Layla Miller. I know stuff. Uh, forget it. You don't even care. <laughs> I thought that was a great line. Shatterstar murdering people still. Oh, yeah. Like lots of blood, lots of limbs getting cut off, people just getting stabbed straight through the chest. Yeah. And there's radio voices in the text boxes. I hear you, Bastion. What is it? Dublin airport situation is unacceptable. And uh, um, uh, Bastion is just pissed. He's watching this on security cameras. And. Um, Things are not going according to his evil plan. No, they aren't. And uh, um, Trask is like, perhaps we should just give up. Yeah! And that's because Bastion is like punishing him mentally. Oh, one of those. Yeah. And that's where the issue ends. We get a, a checklist again. There's a checkbox here for X-Force where it's not checked. Even yeah, though it's it does... in the middle of issues that are. Yeah, three checks, a gap, and then two checkboxes. Mm-hmm. That's silly. And then um, 206 has a fun cover, and I don't think the scene actually happened. No. It, it's it, the tank that Darwin teleported away from. Yeah, and but it's like the whole cast is oh, being yeah. chased by this. Like, this isn't... Siren and Shatterstar are in Dublin. Yeah. Um, the previously on, we know what's happening. They're being hunted still. So... That's fun. Um, the soldiers are regrouping at, I don't know what location it is. It looks like X-Factor headquarters maybe, but that's a very large funeral parlor if it is. Because the building looks smaller in right? previous images. It is like a one story and this is like two story with fancy windows and everything. So they're invading the headquarters. They um, shoot in some smoke bombs and invade. But it's not the warehouse by the water? I don't think it is. It's not clear. No, no, it is a place. Yes. Um, and uh, this is Trask just going for broke. And the soldiers are like, I thought we were trying to maintain... So uh, like a low profile in front of the public and he's like not anymore we're done screwing around so we're obviously near the end of this crossover yeah where if it's coming to a head when the bad guy is like just release everything yeah and uh, in south america they think that they have everyone trapped inside of this pyramid temple yes and inside um they know the the deal. Like the MRD is like no one gets out alive. The mutant response division. Oh, that's what it stands for. Yeah, I just saw that. Ew. It's okay. Of thanks course. for thanks for hanging out, people. As we said, MRD and <laughs> didn't explain what it was because we didn't know. Yeah. Um. It's fine. Everything's fine. So, the uh, strong always- guy is like, you realize they're probably going to nuke us out of here. Like they're not going to pull their punches. Right. There's no. 
and unlike in New York where they were trying to maintain a love profile, yeah, there's no one to hide from. They might as well just blast the temple to smithereens. Yeah, um, Ambassador Saint Croix is like, you have magic. Like, can you can you help us out? Can you maybe do something? And he's like, I can, of course I can, but it's gonna use up the last of the energy that I have that I uh, and uh, siphoned off Monet. And she's like stole from me in a very small voice money's awake she is and she's like you vampire i should tear you apart with my bare hands oh she gets a full almost a full page yeah and he's like do you think i'm proud of my actions using you like a parasite and um she's like am i supposed to feel sorry for you like having to minister to your own wounds that you got like i don't fucking care and the Baron's minions are like, um, they're preparing an airstrike. We're in danger, girl. And Barrymore is like, let me take from you what I need to cure myself permanently and I will get us to safety. And when I was like, to hell with that, you'd vanish and leave us here. Get us back to New York. Then you can take what you need. And Strong Guy and her dad are like, what? Like, why are you dealing with that? Yeah, and... She says, Dad, I love you. I respect you, but I kind of need you to shut the hell up right now. And Morda was like, how do I know you'll keep your word? And she says, for starters, I'm not evil, unlike some people. Take my friends and me to X-Factor safe and sound, and I'm yours, I swear. And Morda agrees. Um, as the bombs start falling from above, he opens up a portal and... I guess who's left behind? Uh, the lackeys. They're like, um, Baron, my lord, what are we supposed to do? And then they blow up. Bathoom. Yeah. Is the onomatopoeia for an, an airstrike. I don't know how there, why are there so many like pseudo shadowy, not quite government organizations that are like, we have all this military grade tech. Mm. Maybe I shouldn't be surprised because that's probably how the world works. Yeah. And, and uh, in Ireland, uh, we have Banshee slash Terry waking yeah. up. She's in the back seat, and Shatterstar and Layla are driving her. Because in the first two panels, it's just Siren. And yep. they're like, Terry, starting to come around. She's like, chest hurts. Could have been a lot worse. Who are? Wait, no. And yes, no way. Yes, way. And it's a very happy. Uh, Layla and Chatterstar. They're buying some time so he can charge up. Yes. And he's driving, but also like turned all the way around to talk to her. So he's, he's not dri- looking at the road. He's driving down the middle of the road and he's not big on using the brakes. Yeah. Siren's like, it's Banshee now. And since when can you drive? And Chatterstar's like, oh, the vehicle's operation is rudimentary. That combined with my warrior's reflexes have made this a fairly simple exercise. We just have one or two finer points to work out with someone screaming, you're driving on both sides of the road. And they're like, yeah, that's one. Oh, that's Layla yeah. with the finer points and it, and pointing out that Chatterstar is not great with the brakes. And he says, it slows us down. Seems pointless. Yeah. And it's... there's like a tank and a roadblock up ahead. And Shatterstar is unbothered. Um, he pops out the top of this Jeep and uh, he's like, all right, you know where you want to go? And Layla has the wheel. She's like, yep. And he gets the <laughs> the big X. 
poor Terry. She's like, what the hell are you doing? She does not know about the, the this power of Shatter Stars. And Layla's like, don't worry, we're professionals. Yeah. And they go through the big X and just in time because the tank had them in its sights and they fire. And like, I'm curious about how this the, the physics of this work. Like, yeah. The, like in Stargate, the backsides of the portals lead to nothingness. Mm. And in the Wheel of Time books, when there's a portal, the backsides lead to nothingness. But does that mean that the backside of Shatterstar's X's lead to nothingness? I don't know. Or is that like the other side of the portal after they go through? I don't know. Yes. I have questions. Dear listener. And um, Trask is meeting with um, the chairman of the UN. Yeah. Well, he, uh, the representative. Oh. So uh, um, I think it's Trask trying to explain away like why he's using such force. Yeah, there's no greater threat to your city security than mutant sergeant. New Yorkers should be particularly sensitive to such considerable, and they, they're interrupted. They, MRD has a location. This time it's firm. Choice of words. Yeah. So uh, they're at warehouse by the waterfront, location's been fed to your vehicle's guidance system. And, and we see the shadow of that cutty blade. What? Right here. Oh, it is the Cuddy Blade. And a big tank rolls over these police cars. Rude. Yeah. And they are in the safe house. And it is just um, Darwin, Madrox, Richter, and Longshot hanging out. Yeah. And through a green portal comes Baron Mordo and company. Yeah, because previously Madrox is like, I didn't think we'd be down half the team. And then the X appears and the Jeep drives through. Yeah. And Longja is like, you have any other requests? Yeah. Like, here's your team. Everyone's back together. They are. Baron Mordo is looking like... Oh, he's he's flat on the ground. Yeah. And um, Darwin's like, wait, what happened? Who's that guy? And Strong Guy is explaining what happened. Darwin is like still very much into Monet and it's like, you tried to hurt her and like yeah. goes charging and Strong Guy just picks him up like a sack of flour. Yeah. And Monet explains like, I'm keeping my promises. Like he's a shit bag, but I stand by my word. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the middle of this conversation and reunion, that ridiculous saw blade comes through. Yeah, so maybe it does have, it is the entire team with the saw blade. I totally lied about the cover. They're all running from a saw blade now. Yeah. And by running from, I mean running towards. Like it, there's a beautiful group shot. And yeah, there's multiple Madroxes. Yep. Siren is flying. Monet is you flying. You mean Banshee. I do mean Banshee. I keep doing that even though she renamed yeah. herself. Don't dead name her. Oh. And you know who's in the background looking very statuesque? Layla Miller. Layla Miller with her glove. Yeah. Her doom glove. Her little orange glowy glove and her full cape. It's a, it's a whole vibe. It is. I'm here for it. And they are 
they all get their own little action scenes. We see some dupes getting taken out, it looks like. Yeah. It's sad. But it is kind of cool. Like the there's Terry creating a wall of sonic of sound to act as a buffer. Mm-hmm. And Guido and Shatterstar back to back taking on all comers. And for the first time in a long time, I think, wow, maybe this can really work. Maybe we can make it work. And then I feel my dupes dying by the dozen, gunned down by that giant walking tank. And it's like a thousand needles being jammed into my mind. And suddenly nothing seems like it'll work ever again. And uh, Layla is about to be taken out by a saw blade. Monet's flying in, but she doesn't need the help. Like her little doom glove. Her doom glove stops that blade and makes it like splaying. Yeah. Like, you know, there's got to be one of those like metal vibration things. Oh, of, like, yeah. With that thing. And Monet is like, oh, I guess I don't have to. This is, she's got this. Yeah. And Layla's like up in the head of that machine, Trask, like, <laughs> get into his head. He'll yeah. take it from there. And Monet's like, what do you mean? She's, Layla's like, just do it. Yeah. And Bastion is talking to Trask. He's like, no, shoot Monet. Don't let her do this to you. Uh, Mutant cerebral infestation, unacceptable. So she interrupts the link with Bastion Bastion. and Trask. Yeah, Yeah. and in that moment of clarity, Trask takes out a gun and shoots himself. Yes, there's a blam. And before he does that, he's like, all troops stand down. Mission over, repeat, mission over. Um, he'll be he as in Bastion will be back in charge any second. I'm sorry, no time. God bless you. Right in front of Monet. Yeah. Um, the big thing comes crashing down, our little saw machine. It does onto one of the soldier people who's like, it's not over till I say it. It's over as he gets crushed. Yeah, he did. And then you get Madrox saying, It's over. You heard the man. Yeah. Um, and the soldiers are like, keep telling yourself that mutant, just keep telling yourself that. And Terry and Madrox hold hands. And he's like, really? And she's like, really? Yeah, because she used we. Yeah. And he says, watch the finger, it's still a little sore. Uh, har, har. Oh, shut up, Madrox. And that's the end of that. Yeah. We get a fun preview with Hella. Yeah. What a bish. Yeah, we know something is coming up. But yeah, the these three issues sort of like at this format seem to be going well with mm-hmm. like we did the whole story arc. Yeah. And it was a crossover. It was a crossover. An X over. Har har. And next week we'll do another arc. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get a new character, which is fun. Yes. We'll get some great banter, which is also fun. Yeah. I mean you could tell that these three issues were really action-oriented because that's what the crossover mandated. Right. Make it showy. And we knew that the Strong Guy Monet stuff would be battle-heavy anyway. Um, This just meant the rest of the team also was involved in separate battles until there's one big one. Yeah, so like the all the dialogue about Madrox being sad that the team was all split up. I liked how everything came back together again. That was super great. Mm-hmm. Love that journey for them. And what else was I going to say about that? I don't know. Oh, the shooting in the Jeep. No. That threw me. Yeah. Before I learned that they were holograms. When I read that for the first time, I was like, what? Yeah. How? 
why how can they come back from this and they do they do because they never were in it to begin with yeah except darwin yeah he can survive anything yeah so that's the episode yeah so um if you have any thoughts and feelings let us know we will keep you up to date with bun bun updates as they happen yes and i am going to go uh, shovel some snow it's true yeah all right everyone be safe catch you later and warm bye